0: and welcome to the show everybody my name is kevin mcdonald and uh over there's uh Corielle kramer and she is a dynamic individual and we are going to talk about some really cool stuff today that can help you kind of live your lives a little bit better that you're not going to have to worry about such such things that uh you, that you might otherwise have to worry about and so Corielle, first of all how are you today my friend
1: i'm good i'm good it's like Almost the like the first real day of fall here, so it's a little gray skies, it's cold, so I got my turtleneck on. Um, but you know, that's okay, it's you're breaking into your season. winter
0: wardrobe,
1: yep, but not as bad as I had to when I was living in upstate New York. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> that's that's true. Now, how much snow did you get when up on a regular basis up there?
1: Um, the first year I got. We got probably about, um, it was one of the worst winters. (laughs) Every place I moved to, I moved to Germany and it was the worst winter in like 600 years. I kid you not, okay? (laughs) Uh, It was wintering. It was winter from like September all the way to May. It was awful, constant snowstorm. And then I moved to upstate New York from Germany and it was the worst winter they had in 150 years. And I'm like, great. So that was like, (laughs) I was like, I I need to move someplace where there's very little snow, if not any snow whatsoever. So the first year I moved to upstate New York, it was about, the snow was higher than me. Now I'm five, six and a half. So what happens is, is that if I I couldn't raise up, there was so much snow. I had to make a, a track. From the door to the car, and it was kind kind of like almost a tunnel, and it was higher than me.
0: So, kind of like an igloo. You're were, you're were kind of and yeah, it was it like was, like in a,
1: them's with the days, man. But well, them days is
0: over. <laughs> I'm glad you're in a nice place now, where it's nice and warm, and you can do what you want to do, and 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 yeah, you and and you still have seasons, so which is nice.
1: That's nice. So nice. Yeah. So yeah.
0: let's talk about what we are going to talk about today, and that is
1: well. I posted, I post um, positivity on both my Facebook page and my Instagram. And I posted this probably about 10 days, two weeks ago, this quote that I, I channeled and um, I got a huge response. And one person on Instagram said, you know, this would make a great subject for your show. So I put that in the back of my mind and to revisit. And I was revisiting it over the weekend because I was thinking about stuff. And this has been coming up lately for me, both professionally and personally. And I'm like, hmm, okay, let's revisit this. Let's feel into it. Let's see if we want to do it for the show. So, yeah. So what what the quote says is, it says, don't be afraid to lose of losing someone who doesn't feel lucky or blessed if you don't like the word lucky to have you. So don't be afraid of losing someone who doesn't feel lucky or blessed to have you.
0: That's a profound statement. And that and that's one that you channeled.
1: Yeah, I channel I channel a lot of <laughs> almost all the almost all the the um the quotes that I have on my my Facebook and my Instagram and Pinterest and stuff like that there, I channeled. I don't know. I just get into Canva and I start channeling and that comes out, but it's, it's true. It's simple enough. And it's true. Now I started to think about this and I started to see it where it was coming up in my personal life. Oh, thank you. Grumpas. Grumpus, Grumpus, and thank you for following me on on YouTube. I saw you do that, and I got a little notification, so thank you very much. And I'm glad that this resonates with you. But what started happening was was that I started to see where this first was coming in in my professional life, and it was very interesting. And I'll talk more about that in a little bit because it was not the typical way that we would think it was coming into your life. When we first think about stuff like this you know, don't be afraid of losing someone who doesn't feel lucky to have you. You start thinking about the relationships, you know, both, both, you know, friendships and usually the friendships and the relationships and the intimate relationships are the first things that you're like, oh yeah. Oh no, he didn't. Or no, no, she didn't. Or no, oh, they didn't. Or whatever. And that's true. That's true. But it's like, I started to say, where else can we, this be applied? And it's very interesting. I said, this could be applied in a lot of different relationships mm-hmm. in your life. It could be applied to business partnerships.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It could be replied to business contacts.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, it could be applied to, um, uh, you know, uh, Doctors or therapists or Facebook groups or other groups, certification groups that you're in, and you're like, mm, I'm not feeling seen, and I'm not feeling heard, and I'm not feeling like I'm being appreciated, and it doesn't mean to say, well, I, I, you know, I need to be appreciated by everyone all the time, all the time. That's 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 kookaboo. Okay, <laughs> but it's it's about. Saying to yourself, these relationships, I feel blessed to a certain extent to have these people in my life. I look at the people in my life and I get just like you're, and I don't want to demean it, but I'm trying to simplify it. We have no problem going to our clothes closet and saying what works and what doesn't. Right. Oh, that shirt is great. I love that shirt. Oh, that shirt's a shit show. I'm not going to have that shirt anymore. Every time I mean, what was I thinking? Paisleys? I mean, really? You know, it's like, so, so you start, you you take them to the consignment store, or you take them to be donated, because somebody else could, lo- maybe somebody else loves that paisley. They're like, oh my god, I got a paisley shirt, oh, and it looks fabulous on them. I've always wanted one. I never wanted one. I hate paisley. <laughs> Okay. I would never buy Paisley, but that's me. Anyway, going off, digressing. So I started to think you can apply this. And it's such a simple thing. You're getting out of your own way because what we have a tendency to do is we tend to stay in relationships, whether that's a friendship, whether that's a business contact, whether it is a uh, partnership. She loves, well, you would look great. I've seen Leslie in person. Okay, I've met her, she's one of my longtime clients. She would look lovely in Paisley. Okay. I would look like some kind of like like some kind of messed up, hippie, crazy person threw up all over me. I can't. There are certain things I cannot sport, no matter how hard I try. Okay. And if I tried, that's another thing. What works and what doesn't work in your life. So start asking yourself what's working and what's not working in your life. But that's funny. That's really funny.
0: So are, um, you, are you saying that tie-dye is not yours either?
1: Oh, my God. Tie-dye. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. No. You, you Sorry. Like my, I'm losing my necklace.
0: You look like a 60s hippie. Oh, my look.
1: God. No, 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 no. I don't look good in tie There are some people that look really good in tie-dye. You're right. You're right. They do. They look cute, and they look thin. They got the tie-dye shirt and the tie-dye. Oh, my God. People would think. I know the people in my life would have a freaking intervention. They'd sit me down and they'd say, Coriel, we need to talk about the Paisleys and the Tie Tie. This is not working. And they would be right. Anyway, so you start looking in your closet, you start saying what's working, what's not working, and you say to yourself also, you know, we have a tendency to stay into the relationships. You don't do this with a with Well, with some clothes you do. There are some clothes. I have a shirt that I've had since probably the 90s. Um, I bought it when I was like in my teenage years or so. And I was like, I love this shirt. It's a Calvin Klein shirt. It's a jean shirt. It's got, it's holes. It's the oldest piece of of clothing I have. It's got holes in the arms. (laughs) It's worn threadbare. But I love this shirt. It makes me feel happy when I have it. So I'm not throwing it out anytime soon. But you have to look at it. Look at we we don't look at the clothes typically in our closet and say, oh man, that clothes, that sweater. That sweater was given to me. Well, sometimes, I mean, if it's sentimental, then yes, you keep it, but you don't wear it. You know, the reindeer sweaters with the jingle bells all over them. Some people look good in them. I don't. Okay. But, you know, my aunt, whatever, gave that to me before she passed. Okay, fine. But you don't look at the jeans or the the, the shoes that don't feel comfortable, that pinch your feet, that irritate you on every single time you have them on. You know, that's a hint, hint, hint. (laughs) And say to yourself, well, those shoes, man. They, they, you know, they, they, they look really good, but they're annoying. And I've only worn them to family reunions. And uh, how did I feel during the family reunion? I felt like I wanted to drink. Guess, but I'm gonna stay with the shoes because you know I feel obligated. Don't stay in a relationship with someone or something, okay? That you feel obligated. I would feel how you would feel if somebody stayed in a relationship with you and felt like they were obligated to stay in that relationship, not because they felt obligated because you did something, you know, constantly sending them love and sending them and committing to them and and loving them, but because they're like, oh, well, you know, it was Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, you know? And she she did pull me out of the, the traffic one time when I was drunk. Yeah, I think I'll stay with her. Or, ugh, because I don't want to be lonely. It's always nice, you know? So I think it's it's really important to 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 start to say, I want to have things in my life that really make me feel good when I think about them. Mm-hmm. that's people that's things that's situations that's 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 um business contacts partnerships you know what makes you feel good if somebody doesn't make me feel good when I'm with them or they make me feel bad or try to make me feel bad about myself That doesn't make them a bad person. I'm not going to call them evil. I'm not going to call them an asshole. Or I'm not going to call them all this. I'm just going to say this person. This is what I say. This person and I don't resonate. Mm -hmm. That's family too.
0: Which is a whole kettle of fish that is really, really hard to deal with. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you've got, like in my family... I've got 60 years of history with an older sibling that when uh, we were young, she was, and, and probably rightfully so was rather mean. Um, but that brings up a lot of stuff. And, and those relationships tend to stay the same, regardless of your age. I'm 64. I'm a growed guy and I've got my own opinions and stuff, but the, the, those don't seem to matter. So you got to be careful about people like that.
1: There's a lot of not to judge, but there's, and I'm not criticizing, I'm not, but there's a lot of things in those sentences that you use that I'm not resonating with. (laughs) So, okay, here's the thing. All right. Family. Let's take family. Family is hard. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to to say goodbye. It can be hard to do. It's not hard. It it really isn't. Uh, And I'm talking from personal experience okay? I, God, I love my mother. I'm wearing her necklace today. You know, I had a dream about her last night. Love my mother. Okay. Love her. All right. There was a situation where my mother was not listening to what I was saying. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: we were going over and over and over and over again. And she did something at the time I had a lot of issues with and Caused me a tremendous amount of pain, and when I was bringing it up to her, she would immediately come up with uh, excuses. Um, or and then, if those didn't work, she would challenge me and say, "Well, I don't understand why you're so upset." And it's like, okay, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not being heard. I I need to be in relationships with people that I'm being heard, seen, acknowledged. I I need that. Okay, and if you don't have that, then you have to start looking at it because then you have to start saying to yourself, "What is it about me that that doesn't want to feel seen, heard, acknowledged?" Because when you are, it feels really, really good. But she wasn't seeing me; she wasn't hearing me. So what happened was was that we the final step was we went into a therapy session with the therapist that we were going to, and the therapist listened to both sides. And I I, you know, my mom went into her spiel trying to get him on her side. And I just said, this happened and this is how I feel. That's all I said. And the therapist said, he turns to my mom after she was done for an hour or however long she was going on. And he said to her, one of two things is gonna happen. No, one of three things is gonna happen, he said. He said, One, if you don't fix this, number one, the first thing that's going to happen is, is that Coriel is going to leave you and you are probably never going to hear from her again. Two, Coriel is going to stay and be extremely resentful of you and it's going to damage your relationship and you're probably going to, it's going to suffer down the road the longer it goes on for. Or Coriel, number three, Coriel is going to stuff her feelings, not say anything, and it's going to blow up on her somewhere down the line because she's going to self-abuse or self-sabotage or something else like that there. The first thing happened. I, again, after that session, my mom was not, she was not hearing me. She was not acknowledging. She Again, it was the same thing over and over and over again. I don't understand why you're so upset over this. No, I'm sorry, no acknowledging, nothing. And I broke off my relationship with her for six years. No contact. And the year she died, I was coming home for um for a visit. We had we had rekindled our relationship because she acknowledged that she fucked up and started doing stuff to um to repair it. And um, she said, Coriel, you know, I got to tell you that time that you took, that you separated from me was probably the best thing you could have done for our relationship. Cause it really forced me to see this is a problem, a big problem and it ain't going to get fixed anytime soon. Unless I, unless I take up for it. So friend, you know, family, if I can do that with my mother, I, I I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But I detached with love. I didn't slam the door on her. And this is what I'm talking about with everyone. Everyone, you know, you don't say, well, you don't feel lucky enough to have me in my life in your life. Goodbye. You just say, I need to detach with love. I learned that when I was in Al-Anon. I need to detach with love because I don't want this to keep on hitting me over and over again. And there... Um, there was a Seinfeld um, uh, episode where George, um, and it always stuck with me. It's the only one that really stuck with me, where George was getting abused at work. And I mean, verbally bullied and abused at work. And he kept saying, you know, on the trip back home, he kept saying, that's what I should have said. That's what I should have said. Because that's what happens when you don't detach with love. You get into that No, I should have said that. And this is what I'm going to say to her next time I see her or him or they or them or whatever. And it's very interesting. That's because they're still living in your head. They're still renting space in your mind. So I I don't think it's about being careful. I don't think it's about, I think it's about doing what's best for you and saying really and truly, this person is not a bad person. They're just not the right person for me and detaching with love and just saying, I'm going to release you to the universe. I'm going to give you over to the universe and trust that you go your path. I go my path and all's good in the world. Bye-bye.
0: So now do you say that to somebody or do you intimate that? Do you send them an email? Do you have a, a heartfelt conversation? And then what do you do when they say, well, no, I'm not done with you yet. I still want to hang out with you and do stuff. What do you do in that
1: case? That's a good question. It's a really good question. It depends on the situation. I've done that with people in, in their face. I've done that with people through emails that I've taken my time before I sent the email. Don't want to send an email in anger. (laughs) Don't send an email in anger. Give it a little bit of time. I've done it in letters. I've done it on the phone. I've done it over zoom and Skype and, you know, and I've said different things to a certain extent. I just said, I, this is not, resonating with me anymore. This doesn't feel like it's good for you. It doesn't feel like it's good for me. You know, whether you believe that or you you agree with that or not, I, I really can't say and it's not my business. But this doesn't feel right for me. And I really wish you all the best. And if there's somebody that is still hanging on that doesn't take no for an answer, take them out you know block them on your phone block them on Facebook
0: because it just proved your point.
1: if you're you're not listening to me exactly. you, this is not working for me you're not a bad person but this is too hard. I don't care what to a certain extent yes relationships you need to pl- apply yourself and relationships can be challenging. however, if a relationship is constant work, Constant work. I, I I I can't do it. I don't have the energy. That then you're exuding this the, all your energy towards this relationship to make it work. Why? Wait, you got all this other beautiful stuff over here, all this other amazing stuff over here, and you're not being. You're you're depleted. You're like with the friends that you do have, you hang out with them, and you're like, oh, I'm exhausted, man. I'm tired. I just want. <sighs> I can't. You know, it's like you, you you you're you're putting your energy in the wrong place. You're putting your energy in the wrong situation. And this is not good. I'm not saying there shouldn't be it's a give and take. It's a give and take. But you always are giving and taking. You're always giving and receiving, and you're always getting something. You know, so, so, but I don't want to be with somebody constantly who's challenging me all the time. I'm tired. I don't, <laughs> all the time challenging me. Really? Can't we just agree on something for, come on, give me, give me two minutes where we can agree on something. How about this? The sky's blue. Eh, it's really an off blue. And Look, dude, I don't know. I can't, I can't do it. I've had people who have told me that they want to be my friends, but they can't give me the they can't give me the attention that they thought I needed, uh, um, or they didn't want to be in my presence between the hours of this and this on any given day. I was like, "What?" They're like, "Oh, I could be, uh, you know, from nine a.m. to uh, five p.m. I'm good." But after five PM, no, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so I said, you know, something this ain't working for me. I wish you all the best. I truly, truly do. I, I really do wish you all the best. I wish you much success. I wish you much love. I wish you. I hope you find somebody that can fulfill you and people and things and situations that fulfill you. But I am not that person. Do not be afraid of losing someone who doesn't feel lucky or blessed to have you.
0: What do you do if you've got a personal problem that you've had your whole life and it involves one word, which is no. You can't seem to say it. It doesn't seem to... And, and so you end up going down the road with this individual that you would like to be able to say no to, but for whatever reason, you don't. How do you, t- how do you teach people to get strong in themselves so that they feel comfortable with that word?
1: Watch the episode on telling retelling a new story. <laughs> First <laughs> and foremost, you know, that that was a huge episode for a lot of people you got to start saying to yourself first and foremost, why am I having trouble with this person? And I get it. Okay. I get it. And the universe will keep on putting people like this in your life. Okay. Because you're like, Oh, I don't want people like this in my life and the universe always says yes. So the universe says, Oh, when you're saying, no, I don't really want people like this in my life. I'm pushing these away. You're really saying, give it to me more, more. So I have a certain, mm -mm, let's rephrase that. Let's tell a new story. I, in the past, have had issues with a certain kind of person. Usually, not always, but usually women. Certain women. Nothing bad, just very, 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 very strong women. Not strong strengths, but strong in mind, okay? So I in the past, but the universe in the last like six months have been giving me a lot of people like this. Hello, here's another one. Hello, here's another one. Hello, here's another one. Here's another one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Strong woman. Holy crap. You know, and you're like, (laughs) okay. Finally, you have to say to yourself, why am I having an issue with this? And what can I do to alleviate it so that I can finally move on karmically from this? So basically for me, it was to state my truth and not swallow. I used to be very, very good at swallowing my words. Okay? I used to be very, very good at swallowing my words. You know what that got me? Alcoholism, drug abuse, grinding my teeth at night and suicidal thoughts. That's a happy day. It's a happy it's not a happy life, okay? No. Cuz that was every single day. Every single day. Oh,
0: that'd be miserable. That would be just miserable. Yeah,
1: it's it was it's tough. It's tough. So what what you have to just say is you first have to look at you though. What is it about you and this situation? Take the person out. Take the person out because the person is something else different it's not about them what is it about this situation or what is it about saying no that you have a problem with saying no you might have to build up to because it might be too much of a leap you're you're thinking you have to go and say no 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 ah uh-uh. no and you don't maybe you build up to it maybe say let me give that a thought. Let me think on this a little bit. Good idea. Okay. Um, give yourself time to build up and then move up to something like, uh, it, you know, again, not saying no, but just saying, you know, this just doesn't resonate with me. I love that saying. It doesn't resonate with me. That I'm not feeling it. And then they could say, why not? And you're like, I'm just not feeling it. But why not? doesn't resonate with me. <laughs> you know, I That's it just it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like something I should be doing right now at this point of time in my life. <laughs> Give yourself time because we we have this tendency to work up to no and thinking or and not giving ourselves enough time to work up to the no and we're just we're we put ourselves on the spot. It's too much. It's steer in the headlights. You got to build up to it. And then you start to be interested in saying, you know, something. I'm going to say this no. And oh, wait a minute. I noticed that I say no and I always have to apologize. No, I'm sorry. No, it, it's not something I really want to do. I don't know if this is something I can do. It, it, so giving an excuse, like you have to excuse your no. No. You don't <laughs> say no without apologizing. Then you build up to that. So build up to it. Don't think that. But when you start to speak your truth and you really start to say, huh, this, this is not something I want. It releases this because you'll feel it in the heart and you feel that tightness. Oh, i got to talk to this person. I've got to, oh, I've got to see this. Oh, I got to see this person. I got to talk to my mom twice a week. I got to call her. I got to call my grandma. I got to call my aunt Tuesday. I got to call my uh, my second cousin. God, I hate my second cousin. Um, No, 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 you don't. You don't. Texting. How you doing? Great. Good. Okay. Talk to you next week. See you later. That's it. Bye-bye. <laughs> You know, it give yourself, give yourself outs, give yourself, there's always, this, you, you stop giving yourself absolutes. <coughs> it's not about absolutes. It's about saying to yourself, you know something, how can I ease myself into this? Ease myself into this. Maybe you don't have to break away you know from that person right away maybe you ease away from that person right away some people you need to run away <laughs> from okay some people you have to get in a car and drive 100,000 miles an hour okay from away from okay because they are very interesting but it's it's again it's um it's something where you're doing this and the, the lucky part of the saying is really important because it gives you self-worth. I have worth, my thoughts have worth, my feelings have worth, my emotions, my, 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 my words, my, my, the, the way I, I, I express myself to a wor- world has worth. And if I can't fully express my worth to another human being i can't fully express that worth then you are not worthy of me doesn't make you a bad person but you're not worthy of me puts a whole different spin on it
0: i got a question for you my dear and and this yes. this just recently happened to me and to have it, it in my life it happens all the time see i'm what's Okay, wait a minute. Hang
1: on. I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay? okay. Let let's 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 change the story up. Okay. It happens to me all the time. That means that it's gonna to happen to you until whatever, until the cows come home. So let's say this has happened right now, it's not happening to you. Right now, right? At so this let's particular moment we- you correct. Right. So great. So let's say let's reword this. Okay. okay. In the past.
0: This has been an issue. I'll I'll agree to that. Okay. In the past, this has been an issue. I'm considered clinically, domestically, and all the time, I'm considered a nice guy. I treat people with respect. I like people, and I'm nice to them, and I'm nice to people. That's just my nature, just the way I am. Right. There is a segment of our population who believes being a nice guy Slash weakness can therefore be taken advantage of, and that happens. That used to happen. (laughs) Okay, in the past, (laughs) that happened all the time. How do I continue to be the nice guy that I am and stand up for myself without and not and and not get taken advantage of? The the latest one was to the tune of five thousand dollars. So, how do I do that?
1: anyone want to chime in besides me i mean i got a lot of people watching right now and give me a chime in you know i'd love to hear what you have to say on this but i'm going to give you an idea of what i'm going to say i am a very nice person i am i'm really nice i am i'm sweetheart i'm a lovely person i'm a lovely person okay here's the thing though i'm a lovely person up to a point I call myself a Sagittarian with Pitbull rising. Now what that means is, let me translate that. What that means is I am a really nice person. I will do whatever I can for you up to a certain point, as much as I can for you up to a certain point. But I love myself enough to say, this is not feeling right to me anymore. Okay, and also the pit bull comes out and the pit bull is a very sweet dog, okay? But if you poke a pit bull after a while, that pit bull is going to bite back. And I've gotten to the point where that saying to me means something important because I love pit bulls and I love being a Sagittarius because we're very friendly people up to a certain point. Um, so again, it's how you feel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you feel like you're being taken advantage of or you feel like there's something coming up, I give people the the, the chance to explain, okay, this is what I'm feeling about this situation, all right? And I really need to hear what you're, where you're coming from on this so maybe we can get to an agreement or a compromise. Love the word compromise. Then, if this person uses that time to berate me, like I did with my mother, I'm trying to explain to you how I'm feeling. I'm trying to explain to you how this action has made me feel unsafe, taken advantage of, overwhelmed, scared, and uh, a whole Miriam and mistrustful. And immediately, if you're going to put your hand up and say, talk to the hand, I don't know why you're so upset. I don't know why you're so upset. That's somebody who's not listening to you. So you right. have to say, ooh, okay, well, that's it. You're not, you're not hearing me. So if some if you feel taken advantage of, you need to give that person, I give them, you know, give them a little bit of time. And then it's up to me to say what I need and to state what I need. Right. I need this from you. This is why I was talking to you before about you know contracts and this is what I'm expecting and this is what I want from you. What are you expecting from me? And can you make this happen? And if you can't make it happen, thank you very much. I've got to look someplace else. <clears throat> and contracts. Contracts are good. Contracts are important, okay? But again, the thing of it is, is that you are a nice guy. But you can be a nice guy, but still stand up for who your truth and your belief and your worth.
0: Yet, typically in the past, (laughs) in the past, it would happen uh, that I would uh, buy their line of whatever bullshit they were trying to put out there and tell until they showed me differently. And then by that time, it was often too late to make an initial determination of that i had to wait for them to prove who i thought they were and who and so you know but but your point is very well taken you do have to stand up for yourself i'm learning that you have to you have to love yourself enough to be able to stand up and say this isn't going to work for me
1: right and also interview whoever you're taking Unless it's somebody coming from a trusted source. Let's say my assistant, Karen. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to, I am going to interview that person. I want to know who you are so you can get a sense for who I am. This is what I do when I do my possibility calls. I interview. It's not just me saying this is how amazing I am and what I can do for you. And this is what I charge. No, no. What do you expect? This is what I expect from you being my client. I need to see you doing this. If I don't see you doing this, I am going to scruff you. (laughs) If I have to do it more than three times, twice, we got a problem. Okay. So if you're not willing to put in the work for your animal or for yourself, if you're not willing to, you know, be, be consistent if you're not willing to work with me on this, you need to find somebody else. I'm not for you. So you interview this person. You get a, That's how you get a sense for them. Are they really bullshitting you or not? And really interview them. What other things have you done? And, and feel into This is how you feel into if this person feels like they're lucky to have you as their client. If they're lucky to have you as their compatriot or their partner. This is how you feel into it. So the other thing I wanted to say, that's, uh, sorry, I was looking at the clock. The other thing I wanted to say, did that answer your question? Yeah.
0: No, it, it, it did. And uh, I, I realize it's, and it's not a character flaw. It's just a. Uh, um, it's a
1: retraining of your brain. Exactly. It's exactly. an old story. It's just an old story, Kevin. Oh, I that's know. why I told you to say in the past, it changes everything up. Okay. When, you, here's here's the thing, listen to these two sentences. In the past, I've had issues with, this has always happened to me. This has always happened. It's every single time. It's really, it, it's a lot. This will happen. This continues to happen for me. Really? Okay, change it up. But now, right now, at this point in time, you're not experiencing that. So in the past, this has been an issue. And in the future, now, now, starting right now, I am more aware of that, just like we were talking about with other things, like so when we did the episode on self-deprecation and things like that, there. Exactly. You know? So this is. You have to examine, and examine it not personally. This is interesting. You just say to yourself, I did this with a client the other day, make a list of the situations, the people that seem to be an issue, and how they make you feel. The majority of the time, you're with them. Majority of the time, you're with them. How do they make it truthfully, not with an obligation? Well, it's my mother and I love her. <laughs> it's my dad and I love them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But tr- truthfully, after 10 minutes, how do they make you feel? Crazy. Yeah, okay. So then that's honest. Crazy. They make me crazy. Because it's part of the it's a part of the role, the play. You're playing a role with your friends, with your family. And it's a it's a role. They say this, which causes you to say that, which causes them to say this, which causes you to do this, which causes them to do that. And this is back and forth, back and forth. It's a play. It's a play. All right. Some, some people love that play. Some people love the play. Some people love the play. If it's a good play. OK, <clears throat> if it's Hamilton, it's great. OK. But if it's like some shit show thing down in the you know Greenwich Village, some kind of like walk down that's like, you know, two guys in a and a can and it's some string, <laughs> probably not the greatest show you're ever gonna see. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> so you you know. Again, it's uh, it's like the quality, it's about the quality. And if you like to play that role, that's fine, but just become aware of the roles you're playing and whether you wanna continue with that role, you know? So it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. We get into this thing where you just have to look at the, just look at the, you don't have to do anything right this hot minute, but look at the relationships in your life and see what's working and not working. And what you can do maybe to, you know, speak your truth in order to hopefully get your side across so that maybe you can compromise and find your, what's working, you know, compromise. So everybody feels like they're being seen. Cause sometimes your friends will be like, damn, I didn't know you felt like that. Thank you for letting me know. That's awesome. Let's work on that. As opposed to just like, well, that's your shit. You got to walk out the door, you know, (laughs) So, so that's that's just my little two cents. Now, the interesting thing is this. Um, and this is probably going to be very or challenging for some people to hear. But it, just stay open to what I'm saying, <laughs> okay? You can use this phrase, don't be afraid of losing someone who doesn't feel lucky to have you with the animals in your life that come into your life. Here's the thing, okay? I'll tell you a little story. Little story is is that I had a dog. Her name was um, Sweetie, and Sweetie was a sweet dog. I found her in the A train station of 189th Street in, um, in Inwood when I was having my apartment, my first apartment up there. And she was terrified, but she was such a sweet dog. So sweet. That's why I called her Sweetie. And, um, but Sweetie, Sweetie was crazy. Sweetie was crazy. So what, she had so much anxiety. And now this is when I was a computer tech. So we're talking uh, quite a few years ago. Okay. So I wasn't really tuned into animal communication at the time. I had turned it off, all, all this kind of stuff. So I wasn't able to quite, find out what was going on with her. So what happened was, was that sweetie, every single time I left for work, I would come home and the apartment would be torn apart. She would get into my underwear drawer and eat all the crotches out of my underwear. Now that's fine. If I wanted crotchless underwear, but I didn't. But all my underwear gone. Okay. A- any clothes on the floor, torn up shoes, eaten coaxial cable, Extension cords.
0: Yeah, they
1: do that. Okay, Extension cords. So there was the furniture. She would chew up the furniture. The couch. She chewed up the couch. Okay? She had such anxiety about being in the city. Now, here's what happened. I took her to my mom's house in upstate New York for the weekend. And we went into, we left her at the house. Um, We left her downstairs and but we took longer than we thought and i said oh my god sweeties in in the house this house is going to be a shit show my mom's going to kill me you know we were in we were took longer than we, we were going shopping and all this other kind of stuff we run home or we drive home like crazy we open the door there's sweetie sleeping calm as could be nothing going on in the house nothing not a not a coaxial cable not a nothing okay happy as can be happy as can be. So I was like, okay, so we've done this a couple of more times. And I realized every single time I took her back to the city, the, this poor dog's panic would rev up. Okay. She would feel the energy of the city. She couldn't handle it, couldn't handle it. Now getting her uh, uh, finding, okay. So then I realized, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I can't keep her in the city. I can't keep <laughs> buying panties and I'm afraid this dog is going to electrocute herself one day. Okay. Um, so I, I didn't know what to do. So then I started thinking, she feels safe in upstate New York. I can't move to upstate New York cause I am working and you know, 16 hours a day as a computer technician. So what am I going to do? I found her a home in upstate New York And the person I found for her, she ended up being that person's heart animal, meaning that person had a soul connection with this dog. I love Sweetie. I loved her. Okay. And I'm glad I saved her, but she would, she, she wasn't, it felt, I don't know how to describe it. Even before she acted out, it felt temporary. It didn't felt locked in. So I found her this home and she she lived her life out happy as can be. This person would send me photographs. She's running, you know, just happy. She's laying in the grass, happy, calm. She woman had horses, sweetie loved horses. Now, am I gonna be selfish and say to myself, you know something? Well, wait a minute, some people do. And that's okay, that's I'm true. just saying. And was I supposed to be selfish and say, you know something? I can't, if I don't take care of this animal, oh my God, such a saying. If I don't take care of this animal, nothing will. Nobody will. It's me or it's nobody. I can't find this dog a home. I can't lose her. Because then what are people going to think? Oh, my God. People are going to think I gave her up, that I didn't care, that I hated her, that I'm an abuser, that I'm I'm an animal hater. This stuff goes through your mind. But what I did was I loved her enough. There is a saying, when you love something, let it go. I love that dog enough to say, go, be happy. I want you to find peace and be happy. And to this day, I feel so good. I did that for her because I put my selfishness aside and my ego, my my hubris. Because I like I like ego, so let's let's leave the ego alone. But my hubris aside, saying, I'm going to get this. I'm going to fix this animal. This animal is my animal. I'm going to keep her. It ain't working, but I'm keeping her. So this was happening. This happened, and currently. <clears throat> This happened with one of my, my, uh, my um, past clients, you know, just a little while ago, where it was like they kept that, that dog. The dog is was not lining up with their energy, doesn't make them bad people, but she was a total and complete asshat with these people. Barking, crazy, biting, going after strangers. And I would tell, I would get them and tell them, and I would get her and I would say, this dog is not lining up with your energy. There's nothing you can do. (coughs) You can't change who you are unless you want to. Totally and completely. And they're nice people. They're very sweet people. Okay. But this dog is trying to tell you this is not working for her. So what are you going to do? I can't lose her. I can't lose her. I can't lose her. That's coming from here. It's not coming from here. So you you look, there are some animals that are supposed to come into your life and then float back out again. You hang on to them and you can cause more issues. They can start doing behavioral issues, um, unwanted behaviors, they could start having stress, they could start having fear, they can start having mistrust. What are you gonna do? You gonna put a shock collar on her to get her to behave? Cause that's the only way you can get her in the car mm-hmm. where she goes into the car with the trainer without a problem. <clears throat> so there's something going on, it's deeper. So you have to say to yourself to to the animals in your life, I don't wanna be afraid of losing this animal but this animal doesn't feel lucky to have me in their life as their person, and that's okay.
0: And it may not even be you necessarily, like like uh, sweetie. It was the surroundings she was in, the the loudness of the area, the the, the you know the it's just you were in an apartment, yeah, yeah. So, so you had people tromping around upstairs, going up and down the stairs on on the on the floor mm-hmm. ahead of you. The, the people playing the music loud below.
1: She was just just not. It wasn't resonating with her. No, it wasn't, and that's okay. Yeah. You know. But now I have a nice story, as opposed to a story where I said, "Yeah, I kept it for another fifteen years." She's running away all the time. And when we're in the, when we're in the park, she's running away. I don't, for hours on end, I'm terrified she's going to get hit by a car. Uh, She's eating the cable or God forbid. Yeah. I forgot to unplug one cable or one cord and she electrocuted herself. I would, that, I could, I don't know if I could have lived with that. I would rather have lived with getting her, rehoming her than haven't coming home and seeing that, I I would have been a mess. I would have been a mess. The guilt would have killed me. Probably would have killed me.
0: Well, you are you you did you did the right thing, and and it's it's amazing to me that you found her really her love interest in the place that she loved to be. How did you find this person? Did you put an ad in the paper or what?
1: I didn't. I just I put it out to I can't remember what I did. There was not. Um, what did I do I think I put flyers around in certain places in upstate New York that I trusted um <clears throat> and then she was part Shepherd so I contacted some Shepherd uh uh rescue organizations and let them know uh but I kept her I wanted to make I didn't want to put her. In an unfamiliar situation, that didn't feel right. So I felt into it, and then like one, the second I think it was the second or the maybe the first person knew right away. She's my heart animal. This is my this is my dog, and I was like great. And I went and I interviewed her. Didn't just let her go. You know, I went to her place. I interviewed. I inter went to her place. I found out. I got references. Um, I, you know, I did my due diligence and I made sure that this dog was going to be taken care of. Tell me about your other dogs because I can tell when somebody's faking a story. Oh yeah. I had uh Lassie. Lassie was awesome. Lassie was just, Lassie was such a great animal. I mean, she was just, she would she would just come when I called her and, and the words you use, I can tell when you're, when you're not giving me the full enchilada. So, but I found her, that's how I found her at home. But again, you do this in all your relationships. If that animal doesn't feel like you're the right person for them, why are you going to keep them? There is a post on my face uh, on my my website. I did a long time ago. It was on, and I did an animal experience on it. Um, it was about my my cat Socrates. He was my other orange ginger for the orange one that I have now, and it was fascinating what I learned from him. Absolutely fascinating. I will absolutely post that link to that post um, because it's what I learned was was blew my mind blew my mind about forcing a relationship. Socrates was miserable. There was nothing I could do for him. Nothing. And I was an animal communicator at the time. Nothing worked. Flower essences didn't work. CBD oil didn't work. Uh, Tranquilizers didn't work. Talking to him didn't work. Soothing him didn't work. Nothing worked. And I found out why after he died. And I was like, okay. And I'm never going to do that again, and I never have.
0: We've been talking with Coriel Kramer. Go to corielkramer.com, <laughs> and, and there's also another site that uh, I keep forgetting. So the other the other side, if you're a human and you'd like Coriel to work with you, that site is
1: <clears throat> passioncultivator.com.
0: See, you forgot it there for a second too. Ha ha. <laughs> So, uh, by the way, one of these days, uh, can we do because our, our time together is way too short and we're coming to the end of it. But one of these days, can we do a show on um, being
1: alone versus being lonely? Sure. With COVID. Yeah, sure. That that was that was in your face kind of situation for a lot of people, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, the reason I say that is there are a lot of people based upon what we talked about today, that because they're afraid of being alone uh, and don't want to be lonely, that they put up with a situation that can lead to domestic violence and can lead to a whole shit show and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, I would like to talk and get your advice on on steps that somebody who is afraid of being alone or worried about it, that they can understand that being alone is okay if you're okay with yourself. Mhm. Okay. That would sure. be that would be a really fun show to do. You you guys think that would be and go ahead and answer me. Do you think that would be a fun
1: show to do guys? <laughs> they might answer later on too.
0: They might they might as well. Yeah. So, um Coriel, is there anything else you'd like to add before we say adieu?
1: No, I think it's it's just really just looking Just looking without taking it personally at the the things that are working and the things that aren't working in your life. And that's it. Just take the personal out of it and then do the steps to make yourself feel better and to make yourself, like I said before, to to really find those contacts, those people, those relationships that really and truly feel like they are honoring and appreciating your self-worth sounds like a good plan good <laughs> see uh, i'm so excited i came up with a good plan for
0: a change now i can't stop it stop it you start, don't talk about my friend that way uh i love that by the way i love that saying when somebody is uh being uh self-deprecating that you say stop it you can't talk about my friend like that mm-hmm. i think that's really cool so, so, ladies and gentlemen, it is, it is such fun to be with Corey Allen. She is such a dynamic individual, and I, for one, am lucky to know her. So, and I feel the
1: same. I feel the same with you, Kevin. So that's good.
0: Yes, indeed. That's thank that, you,
1: everybody, for joining today.
0: Yeah, that's a reciprocal relationship, and those are the best kind when mm-hmm. you know and uh and and you're and you're uh open enough to be able to say um there's some things that i would like to talk to you about and and stuff and but it's only in your best interest and and stuff like that so you can ex- have that exchange and you know it's done out of love and so i'd like to thank you for that
1: thank you and you have my permission anytime it doesn't resonate with you let it go
0: <laughs> absolutely thank you everybody go to choreo kramer.com i implore you And find out all the information and uh, about her. And that's, that's awesome. And we'll see you next Tuesday at noon. Thank you, everybody. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, Take care of each other because each other's all we got. See you next time on My Independence Report.